Hey everyone, welcome back to the Journey with Joy podcast. Thank you all so very much for joining me today. I hope that you're enjoying your day wherever you are. And yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about something very profound for me and something I feel I've grown in a lot over the years and has just been a really enjoyable journey. That is the journey of becoming my own best friend again. I feel that when I was really young, I was very good at being my own best friend, at being present with the world and with myself and enjoying life. And this is something now that I've continued this journey of mindfulness, this connection to becoming my own best friend again has really flourished just like it has when I was a really little kid. I wanted to share my journey with you. Yeah, I just think this is a really awesome thing to share. We are the most fitted person to be our own best friend because we are the person that We are with the most, (laughs) for one, but we are also the person that knows what it's like to feel into our bodies, to be the witnesser of the thoughts we experience, of the world we take in, of the different emotions we feel from time to time. So who better to take care of ourselves and to celebrate ourselves than ourselves? I don't know, this journey has just really, really been a wonderful one for me ever since I reconnected with this part of myself. It's really interesting how, thinking back, I was not the person I used to come to when I needed comfort or even when I wanted to celebrate something positive. I feel that If something kind of uncomfortable happened, I would either go to someone else, like my support systems, my family or friends or just somebody other than myself, but it was almost as if I didn't want to even check in with myself first about how I was feeling. I just wanted an immediate answer to the problem and I didn't even take the time, you know, to tune in and to listen to what feelings I was having. I just automatically wanted somebody else to go to because I was too uncomfortable being with myself, (laughs) which is kind of funky because I was the person experiencing those uncomfortable experiences. And even when I wanted to celebrate something or just take in something really beautiful or really awesome, I always felt like I didn't celebrate that experience with myself first. It was like I was not my own best friend for so long that I wasn't, I was just never the person that I would come to to celebrate life or to be there for myself when I needed comfort. And it's just so wild to me that 
that has changed completely over the years by practicing presence and by letting mindfulness into my day-to-day life I can really see a really beautiful change happening within me it's just crazy how now I'm the first person who I come to when I need comfort or when I want to celebrate something I'm so present with myself that I'm no longer uncomfortable being in my own body. And for me, that was one of the most liberating, awesome, beautiful things I could feel. I feel that I'm very, still very much working with this, but wow, like it is really empowering to be your own best friend and to be okay showing up for yourself, celebrating yourself. These are really beautiful things that all of us should be doing to feel that most love for ourselves and for those around us as well. Even something as simple as sitting in a room a couple years ago was such a difficult thing. I mean, I could not sit simply in a room and not be doing something because it made me too uncomfortable to just sit in silence in a room by myself. Like, it was almost as if I was, I was feeling like, no, I can't handle my body, I can't handle my thoughts, I need to be doing something. And I didn't realize that that discomfort, it was nothing to be afraid of. It was just my body trying to tell me that it needed attention and it needed paying attention to and it needed support and when I finally listened to that that's when things started to change and that's when this transformation happened now this always allows me to be there for myself so that I am the witnesser of my own experience of how I take in this beautiful awesome world I was thinking of this topic of becoming my own best friend. I just thought about it for the podcast a week ago because I had just finished sitting my university exams and I just remembered back to a couple years ago when I was sitting my first university exams and I was just really, really overwhelmed. Uh, I didn't deal with the situation very well. I got through it but I was really exhausted and just really let my external situations get to me. I let my studying completely exhaust me (laughs) and burn me out. So I remember at that time somebody telling me some really beautiful advice that still stays with me and that dealing with burnout or dealing with situations where you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation is actually a blessing in disguise. And I remember thinking, you know, what? I mean, how can that be? I, I was just, <laughs> I, was, I was so shocked that this person said this. But then I realized that it's a really compassionate and wonderful thing to say. They were describing that during those times that you're really vulnerable and maybe a lot is going on in the external world around you, 
how you take care of yourself internally shows you a lot about how much you're there for yourself and how much you support yourself in those situations. So it's just crazy to think that a couple years ago, I didn't support myself at all. I was completely just dependent on getting to a certain outcome and getting to the next step, not being in tune at all with loving the process of my work and being in tune with my body. And now it's like I've noticed this huge shift within myself that when I was studying for my exams this year, I really sat with that piece of advice and I worked with so much heart and so much love and passion and if I felt super burnt out and exhausted, I just wouldn't study because, I mean, if I'm not going to study with passion and with heart, what's the point of doing it? I can't retain anything. I'm not doing well, so why would I continue? It just seems like such an obvious thing to me now. And I just felt this huge sense of gratitude after I finished my exams this year at university because I really did sit with that period of time and I valued like, man, that was that was a really hard external situation. I mean, I had back-to-back exams and a lot was going on in my external world, but I dealt with that really beautifully within myself and I was really able to show up for myself and be there for myself to the utmost potential that I could. And that was like such a wonderful way of showing myself compassion in an overwhelming situation. So even just viewing a situation like burnout or work and just being there to value yourself, value how you show up is such an awesome way of being there for yourself. And so I really do feel that I've just been getting closer and closer to becoming my own best friend over these years. Because I've invited more love and acceptance into myself and into external situations, no matter what happens, I just feel like love has been flowing through me and into my work much more. So even the simple task of learning something new or studying new information or something really like has transformed in me because I just realized that, you know, things can be light and fun and interesting. Like I don't have to study this information as a means to an end or like, oh, if I don't study this information in this period of time, then I'm going to fail this exam. I mean, I feel that I really let that heaviness go when I started to embrace myself and just view everything with the utmost curiosity and passion. I wanted to read you guys just a little passage about working and about burnout and taking care of ourselves. 
because it was in my little journey to the heart book this week, so I wanted to share it with you. The old way said, do, 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 push, push, push. Only when the work was done could we allow ourselves time to rest. But when the work was finished, we often forgot to reward ourselves. The old way won't work anymore. We have learned too much, come too far. Our body won't let us, our heart will object. Let the work be more fun. Don't push yourself so hard. Let your actions be effortless. An easy result of learning to focus and learning to trust your inner timing. Learn to let your actions spring naturally and easily from there. Let your inner voice guide you into breaks while you're working. Stop fearing it won't get done. Stop worrying if you're not doing it well enough. Take breaks when you need and really let go. Take time to reward yourself, to feel pleasure in your accomplishment, to play at the end of the day. See how balance occurs naturally when we trust our heart. See how much easier life can be when we live it from the heart. I hope you like that little passage. I just feel that it's a really awesome thing that once we just lead every action we do from our heart, and we just show up for ourselves as our best friend. We're more connected with our heart. We're more connected with our work. We're more connected with those around us. And in times where I feel like I'm out of tune with that, just things don't, things feel so much heavier and more complicated. I just know that this commitment to being there for myself is not only a commitment to myself, but a commitment to being a better human for my loved ones. And so I know that my contribution to this world will be of meaning. With that said, I'm going to state the obvious that when we make the commitment to show up for ourselves as our own best friend, there are going to be times when things are crazy vulnerable (laughs) and things might come up here and there and we're going to need to make the commitment to be there for ourselves when those situations arise. But in the midst of those situations is potential for incredible, awesome growth and letting go of what doesn't serve us. So I wanted to share a little bit of kind of a funny, crazy story. Um, Not crazy, but just a really transformative story for me. So last week, last week was the week that I finished writing all, all my exams and everything. And I went to this meditation class at my university because my university offers free meditation classes. And I've only done a couple meditation classes at my university in the summer, and I really enjoyed them. So I thought, you know, I'm going to go to a meditation class. Before I went to this class, I was kind of aware that, I mean, I I remember I had a really awesome day that day, 
But I remember just feeling like this little sense of underlying anger tangling in the background, which I don't usually get. So I was walking to this class. It was at 6.45 or something. And I was walking there. I walked there from my house. And I love walking because I just, I don't know, it's my favorite way to explore around and take different routes and everything. So I walked to this meditation class. It was a 45-minute walk from my place. And I got there, and I, I went into the class. I got my yoga mat. I think there were 30 to 35 people in the room. I got my yoga mat. But then the moment I got my yoga mat, I just felt like this crazy, crazy anxiety building up in me, right? So I got this mat and I put it out and I kind of saw everybody was wearing yoga clothes. So I turned to the guy next to me and I say, this is a meditation class, right? Because I kind of had a feeling. And he said, no, 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 no. This is, this is a yoga class. And I thought, oh no. That little thing. Just being at the wrong class at the wrong time was enough to trigger something crazy in me. I felt like I was totally about to break down crying. I felt like this huge surge of anxiety in me. I was like, okay, okay, this is happening right now. We, we feel like we need to break down. So the class was about to start. She was already talking. Everybody was getting settled into the meditation. I got up. I put my mat away. I grabbed my jacket and I speed walked out of the room. And I remember she was looking at me as I was leaving this room. And I just said, no, I just, I need to get out of here. It was what I needed. I felt like it didn't matter where I broke down, but I just needed the space for myself and that space wasn't there. So I got out and I left the building and I was passing by like a ton of university students and I know that to heal something and to let it go, you have to feel it and you have to show up for yourself as your best friend. So I decided to just release it and I just started crying and breaking down right in the middle of my city, right in the middle of downtown. It was just like this crazy release and at the time, yeah, it was overwhelming, but because I was just like really feeling the safety of my own body and I was feeling like, wow, okay, this is a safe space to release. I know it's overwhelming, but we're going to release it to its fullest potential. So it's gone. Like, this is a safe space you can release. That's actually kind of like what I was feeling in my body was like, this is a safe space to feel whatever you need to. Just let it go. So I did that and I was just letting myself cry and just let it out. Totally my own comfort system. And then I felt this huge sense of joy rush into me. It was like this beautiful thing 
because it was almost as if I just fully took the space for myself to feel what I needed to so that I could heal. And I just always think to this idea of our inner child and, you know, would you turn down your inner child if they needed a hug? I mean, I would automatically hug my inner child. So why is it that we dismiss ourselves when these big vulnerable emotions come up? Whereas if we just accepted that they were there and we took the space for ourselves to feel them, then we would release it and it would be gone. And it was really interesting that that release happened because a couple weeks ago, I attended a mindfulness seminar from this really interesting psychologist that has her own practice. And she teaches mindfulness meditation as well. And she was saying that two weeks ago, two weeks before this happened, she was mentioning in her seminar that if a really overwhelming situation happens in a meditation, leaving a room is actually a really big sign of growth and self-love because it's like you recognize that you're feeling unsafe and you are deciding to take the action to be there for yourself. And it's just crazy that that happened two weeks later for me because I think if that situation had happened, looking back even to a couple of years ago, I probably would have suppressed those really negative emotions and just forced myself to sit through that yoga class for the 45 minutes or the hour that it was, but I wouldn't have left feeling as free and as liberated as I did if I just didn't listen to what I needed in that moment and had shown up for myself right away. So I also, with that said, really wanted to normalize vulnerability and feeling what you need to feel. Because to heal it, you have to feel it. I mean, that's, that's the truth. And I think, especially growing up in certain Western cultures, there's a lot of shame in feeling what you're feeling if it's a vulnerable emotion. It's kind of usually connotated as being weak or showing weakness. But, you know... Honestly, it's a sign of great strength. It's just a really powerful thing, and I don't think it should be a bad thing to feel what we need to feel so that we can release it and it can be gone and we can feel lighter than we were before. (laughs) So I just wanted to embrace that experience and, yeah, just talk about it. Through this journey, I've really learned to always take the space for myself No matter what time it's at, no matter who I'm around, I will always make that commitment to myself. Moving on to something a little different now from what I was talking about before with feeling all we need to and all that good stuff. In the past, I used to have a lot of confusion and difficulty making decisions, I have to say. 
And the reason for that is because I wasn't in tune with my body, with my breath, and with any emotion, positive or negative, that was going on in my body. So the truth is, is that no, I wasn't aware of what I really needed because I didn't even take the space to show up for myself and to feel and to be aware of any sensations that were happening in my body, anything, anything at all, honestly. But once I started inviting that awareness in, being aware of where things were coming from, where certain emotions were coming from, there was so much clarity. And even something as simple as picking out an outfit in the morning became super easy. <laughs> like I wouldn't really think too much about it, which I don't know, This that's just a silly example. But I had so much clarity in myself that I just wouldn't, I began to doubt myself a lot less and see things from a much clearer perspective. And I feel that that perspective was the perspective of my heart breaking through and finally showing up in my day-to-day life. So I could make big decisions with much more ease. And even if things kind of fell apart in the external world, it didn't matter because I was beginning to feel so much more full internally that it was okay. It's just really wonderful how much lighter and clearer I'm beginning to see the world again now that I'm becoming my own best friend again. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I think maybe it had some valuable information to you. And I just wanted to commend you on your journey of becoming your own best friend again. It's really quite a beautiful journey, and once you start making that commitment to be there for yourself and be aware of how you're feeling, whether you're on top of the world or feeling a little bit low, it's just wonderful how connected you begin to feel with the universe and with the world around you. It's something... I feel I'm still growing with a lot and I still have so much growth to go on this journey. The journal prompt I have for you guys today, it's a little bit of an exercise with a journal prompt. You don't have to do the journal prompt if you don't want to or the exercise if you don't want to. (laughs) But so I'm going to ask that you do a brief body scan If you don't know what a body scan is, it's simply just bringing awareness to different sections of your body, like being aware of your eyes, being aware of your feet, and just being aware of any sensations or anything that arises. If you feel like this is overwhelming for you at any period, you can tap into that or move on if you feel like it's too much to a different area of the body that feels comfortable for you. And after you do this, if you'd like, write a brief journal prompt about how you're feeling in the body. And then in addition to that, just write a brief self-compassion letter about how you don't judge yourself 
for how you're feeling. So if you're feeling wonderful in the body, that's great. Talk about how you support how you're feeling and how you're really grateful to have a body that's breathing and all of that. And just as much if you're feeling anxious in the body in certain regions, just take that in and write it down and just write from a perspective of loving compassion. Talk about how you're there for yourself and how you'll make the space for yourself or just whatever feels natural to you. So yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you soon. Sending you a big hug. Bye.